Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. All right, let's do this. First and Pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. Every game, every week, every team. Subscribe, rate, review, share it with your friends. The Odyssey app, wherever you get podcasts. Coming to you live ahead of week eight and Ravens and Bucks pony on a Thursday night. Uh, dealer's choice. You want to start with the Bucks broken offense or the Ravens figuring out a way to do it with Andrews getting hurt and no Bateman, which on the roller coaster of Lamar, I think counts as pretty impressive. Yeah, the Brady stuff's and the Bucks way more interesting to me. This is his worst record in terms of. Uh, where he is relative to 500, two games under. This has never happened to him at three and five. Um, first three-game losing streak since 2002. Almost first time he went back-to-back games without a touchdown pass since 06, but he had the Julio Jones touchdown late. Danny, I think, bold prediction here. I know you like those. I think Tom Brady will be in the booth calling the Super Bowl as an analyst. I think that he start. I, I'm serious. I think he starts with Fox before the season is over. As the main game analyst, yes, they won't do that. Yes, they will. I could. I think that he's going to do postseason work for them because they ain't making the playoffs, and he will be a part. Well, of we don't this. know about that. You said last week they were a lot to make the playoffs because the division's so bad. Yeah, no, and I guess that's that's true. And we'll see what they're on. You know what? You're right. Their the division is pathetic. I don't think Carolina's winning this division. But let's put it this way: they'll be eliminated with enough time for him to be a part of the coverage. But I don't think they're going to boot Greg Olson. Why? He's Greg Olson. You no, I understand that. It still is a broadcast audience of a hundred something million people. I don't right. know. Romo went in there with no practice. Yeah, and did week one. It was great. He was he was he better was, then than he is now. I agree. I agree. I love the prediction. That's gonna you're be paying him three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. You're paying him almost four hundred million dollars. Put him to work. I mean, this us weekly thing, whereas where Giselle apparently said to him, make a decision right now or we're done. I don't, I don't look, I think he well, will. Yeah, play. Or, or it was, you know, if, if you retire after the season, it can be salvageable. Yeah. I, I listen, man, I think he's going to be a part of the broadcast. I don't think they're going to pull him. Uh, but he, I will say this, all of the headlines around Brady seem like his life sucks and is in turmoil, but like guys obviously got a pretty great life. When I watch him and he's throwing his helmet and throwing the ball 44 times, does he look like a guy who's not trying? I think he still cares greatly. I think he cares more about football than his wife and kids. Okay, so, but he's very unhappy. He's trying, but he's miserable. Right, but so he's going to finish the season, man. He's going to finish the season. He's going to finish the season angry and pissed at how he went out. 
And then he is going to, you know what I bet he does? I bet he blames his family. Like in a roundabout way, he's just like, I wasn't able to live up to this performance. There was too many things going on. You know, he said that had that that press conference about, you know, I got a lot of shit going on. I'm 45 years old. My guess is, is that in like a passive aggressive way, he looks for an asterisk on what happened this season because he'll be, he'll be like, I tried to do everything and be all things to all people. And it was the first time in my football life that I wasn't all in because I was trying to salvage this for my, for my kids and, and life and life after football. And I thought I could have it all and I couldn't. And I bet you he like bus tosses his family so that we give him an asterisk for how bad this season goes. But I don't think they boot Greg Olson two games before the Super Bowl. That would be a very bold broadcasting decision. I would love it, but I don't I don't, I don't think they will do that. That's a great prediction, though. Uh, let's go to a game that involves the team I cover, Steelers-Eagles. Uh, but the question is about the guy that you watched all year, Robert Quinn, who had 18 and a half sacks last year gets traded to Philly, the last unbeaten team. And there's all kinds of conversation out there about how good this guy is because the sack totals are down so much this year. So you better than anybody else, Danny. What are the Eagles getting in this deal? Uh, They're getting a guy who is leaving an awful situation and putting him into a perfect one. I mean, you said it. He, He, The Bears aren't good at quarterbacks. They're not good at receivers, but they're pretty damn good at defensive players. And he set their franchise record for sacks last year. But where is the production this year? Okay. There's no Akeem Hicks and there's no Khalil Mack. He is he has been double teamed the fourth most of any player in the NFL. Ooh, that's a good stat. They don't have anyone else, man. Like, so, and I'm not saying that he's great. He seemed a little sluggish, honestly, to to start the season. And he didn't do a ton of work in, in camp. Just like he got a lot of veteran preferential treatment from the new coaching staff. So it seemed like it did take him a little bit to, to ramp up. I mean, you said the stack numbers, dude. He only has three quarterback hits. Wow. Uh yeah. So he he's been he's been a ghost, but he's also been the only player in the front seven that they really have that has gotten any defensive attention. Their, their sack numbers have actually been good, but it's more based been on like scheme and it's been spread around to to a bunch of different guys. It has not really been because of Robert Quinn. But I mean, he goes to a team that has what Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and he's the third or fourth best pass rusher now when he when he gets there so he's going to be surrounded by better players on a better team that'll be playing with the lead more playing fewer snaps and then be fresher on the snaps that he plays receiving fewer double teams like he's going to be productive for the Eagles I don't think that he's a top 10 pass rusher in the NFL uh I think that was like a perfect confluence of events that happened yeah. last year but there, it, it was a perfect trade. It was, it, it was, a, it was one of those trades that is just so easy, right? And like you nailed the uh, the running back trade last week. You got the wrong, wrong running back, but um, for the Jets, getting James Robinson, we thought it was going to be help me out. Why is my brain not working? You Kareem thought it was going to be say again, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, you thought it was going to be Kareem Hunt. Like so, some of these trades are easy to see, right? Like we've been talking about, you got to trade Robert Quinn. It's going to be a day three pick. It's just a question of how good of a day three pick. It, you know what I mean? It was obvious to everybody that there was no reason to have Robert Quinn on the Bears with a ceiling of eight eight wins. Like they're rebuilding, pay some of the money this year, save some money next year, get a draft pick and keep it moving. And Philly's in win now mode. So it, it, it was a perfect trade, perfect trade.
Next game is Packers and Bills Sunday night. Green Bay's never been with Rodgers, this kind of underdog. It's 10 and a half. Uh, He's been more than a touchdown underdog a few times. He actually usually plays well in those situations. His uh, stance this week has been to blame everybody else. Blame coaches, blame players, blame everybody but Aaron Rodgers. In fact, he said, this is my highest graded game coming off the Washington game. This is the best I've played all year. Your take on Rodgers tact this week, Danny, and what it means. Well, he's a jerk. We know this. Right, Aaron Rodgers is not a. It cost him MVP votes last year. <laughs> yeah, he 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 is not a likable, cuddly personality, but he's a hell of a football player, and he does seem to have the respect of his teammates. And I think that these are desperate times, desperate measures. It does seem a little weird that he would say after the last game. Buffalo is exactly what we wanted. Backs are against the wall. And then like 48 hours later, he's bust tossing his own guys. Like the first thing could be seen as rallying the troops. This would be seen as calling them out more of like a Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant type thing. So maybe he's grasping at leadership. So maybe he read like three different leadership books this week and is just like doing the cliff notes of like leadership for dummies. Um, I also think he's probably right. Like, would you, would you be shocked if, on around 20% of the plays, a fourth round or a sixth round wide receiver was running the wrong routes. I wouldn't be. No, me neither. You know, so I, I think two things can be true. I, I think that he is a jerk who is probably right. And sometimes leaders need to be unpopular. But I don't think that this is a get right spot against Buffalo. I think they get trucked. Kind of feels like to me, Brady's last year in New England in 2019, where there wasn't a lot of help. And he wasn't the type of guy that threw teammates under the bus in the media. He would, you know, do that on the sidelines and epic fashion and toss tablets and scream at people. But he wasn't using his um, pulpit. He wasn't using his, um, you know, wasn't using his show or anything like that to rip on guys. Brady got himself out of that situation. Rogers just opted into it. So that's the thing about it. Like, I don't think his cries for help, I don't think that that's going to cause Green Bay to change the way they do business. They're a very old-fashioned organization in terms of how they develop players. You know, Brady after Belichick, after Brady left, then the life, you know, he spent $200 million in free agency the year after. Um, I don't see Green Bay doing, I I don't know. To me, they keep their own. That's what they do. They draft and develop. So, it, I mean, it, it is what they do historically. It would seem insane to pay late 30s Aaron Rodgers long term money to not be willing to make short term investments. Like, it would just be like you one foot in the pool. Like, what, why would you go down that path and then not commit to, to that path? The only reason you have a veteran quarterback making all that money is to try to win now. So like they're the exact team that should be thinking about trading future first round picks and things like that to supplement it. That's the, that's the formula here. Uh, but they've done a terrible job over his entire tenure of surrounding him with high level skill position talent. Um, and that has continued, you know, first round wide receivers. It hasn't happened since he's been there. So I've maintained all the time, man, for the last couple of years, T Higgins should be a Packer. 
how different are the last few years if instead of Jordan Love, they draft T. Higgins? Great point. Dude, that's one of like the – it was so obvious in the moment. Like it, it was such an obvious pick. Mm-hmm. It was the most obvious pick for a late first-round pick that you could possibly imagine. And they didn't do it. And I, th- I think the last three years are different. If I, I, it, I, I think Devontae Adams could still be there. Or if he's not, it's certainly less painful. I think that they have – they win one of those two NFC championships – like I, I think so much is different if they have T. Higgins, and it was, I mean, it was it was obvious in the moment, and they just completely messed it up. The there was a team that made a big trade; they didn't win after it, but they made a big investment, and now they uh, the the Niners, and they get the Rams this week in an NFC West matchup. Do you look at the Rams as a team, as you know, the defending champs sitting there at five hundred, uh, but trailing Seattle and not the Niners? as a team that is going to be compelled to trade more of those picks and make an investment to keep up with the Niners, who people presume is the class of the NFC West. Yes. Yes, I think so. And it's less needs way, right? FM picks. That's what he says. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, can you trade for an offensive lineman? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they can't run the ball. Right. So is they apparently that the 49ers, one of the, you know, kind of additional benefits to the McCaffrey deal was, okay, we're going to block LA who wanted them. Uh, if you're the, if you're the Rams, you've got to protect Matt Stafford, the turnovers, you're getting Jefferson back this week. So Robinson had five catches last week. Like maybe you start to think your weapons are there. Higby's been okay. Like, all right, now we're starting to get the pass game going. Acres, see you later. We'll, we'll ride with Henderson. You know, not the best assortment of weapons in the league, but... No, but McVay is supposed to be able to make that yeah. work. Yeah. So, I don't... I mean, could you trade for Laramie Tunsil? Offensive linemen are not often traded in season. That okay. is a... No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just thinking I about don't disagree it. with that, but offensive linemen come off their couches as free agents and do okay. Sometimes. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It just seems like no team, like once you start getting into a season with injuries, even even the bad teams, often still want to protect their quarterback. You know, it's 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 hard. It's it's hard to trade for pass rushers, running backs, receivers. It, it's just it's harder to trade for offensive linemen. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible. I don't have a great name for you. It does seem to be what you would what you would think that they would need. Um, I am interested though in them off the buy. Like, there's there is some they they should be better than they've been, and, and they just beat- saw McCaffrey in Carolina. That's the last team they played, right? And they're win. It's like they've played to their schedule. You know, they the good teams they they've played they've lost to, and the bad teams they've played they've beaten. They lost to the what Bills, Niners, and Cowboys. Yep. And beat Carolina, Arizona, and Atlanta. But they're the champs. They're supposed to snipe good teams. And they've been so mediocre. So I want to see what, what McVay does for them, for them out of a bye. I'm more interested in them, honestly, than I am the Niners. I'm pretty sure Same. the Niners are going to be there. Though if they keep losing, I'm going to have to keep betting on them because I have them at 13 to 1 and 19 to 1. So if they somehow lose this game, I'm probably going to have to add like a 20 to one ticket to dollar cost average myself in uh, my game bears and Cowboys. 
but the story probably is Zeke not playing. How big of a deal do you think that is for Dallas in the short term? Well, I think it's a really big deal because their whole bread and butter right now is old school, run the ball and play defense. And this is all the nerds love this because they think Pollard is better than Elliott. Yeah. So I feel like uh, that has quieted a little this year. Yeah, because Elliott's been good. Yeah. But, but Pollard did look better because Zeke looked a little fat. A little. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was being a little kind. Um, uh, but, dude, I heard this stat today. Uh, we had Moose Johnson on the show. Tony Pollard's never had more than 14 carries in a game. I'm just assuming that Moose, shot. Jo- I'm just assuming Moose Johnson is correct in that stat because he's calling Bears Cowboys. So I assume he had done his prep and talking to Jerry Jones. That is insane. If we all made that claim, us nerds, that Pollard was better than Zeke and he had never once had to prove it over a 20-plus carry performance and, like, holding up in the fourth quarter of a game, that is a huge oversight by the nerds. Like, that's, like, the definition of a take where you obviously never played. And, I mean, I'll raise my hand. I obviously never played. But anyone who's actually, like, coached or played would be like, oh, sweet, you have a higher yards per carry when you get seven touches? Cool. Get 400 in a season and then talk to me. You know, like... Yeah, go talk to Frank Gore and Jerome Bettis about that. Guys like that, you know? Yeah, Ricky Williams. Like, like 14 carries in a game is nothing. Yep. So I that that's that blew my mind today. Only thing about the Bears is obviously they're we're riding so high coming off of the Patriots thing and yep. the designed runs from fields that not only were awesome for the running game, but also seemed to make him much more comfortable in the passing game. Like it just seemed he seemed like he was in a rhythm. He got confidence, swagger, got the ball out quick, like was decisive, was like improv improvising. Like it almost seemed like uh like the old adage of like I needed to get hit, right? Like like running back like I want to play in the well, he's gonna get hit in this game with that Cowboys pass rush. So. Against those tackles. No, I know, I know. But but how do you neutralize it? A great running game. And so I think that you're going to see a lot of design runs from fields and they're going to do everything they can to slow down Parsons and, uh, and Lawrence, which is obviously easier set.